I just made a word up. That's so funny. <laughs> we just became a conglomerate. <laughs> Where did that word come from? More than five from? letters. More yeah, than five not, letters. That's, that's, right. that's five syllables. That's more than five letters. My husband works with computers, and that is very different <laughs> than ministry. Yeah. So I can throw something out, and you can say, that's stupid, Kay. We have a severe case of collective ADD. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. Community and connection have been vitally important because, you know, if you do it by yourself, it's all your fault. There were 15 of us in a tiny room. With- we have no idea how professional or unprofessional this thing may turn out once we're done with it. Check, check, one, two. Is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Uh, Welcome back for this Christmas episode of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. I am your host, Chris Lynch. And as always, I am joined by Caroline Wood, Laura McLean, and Kay Wolfinger. Say hello, ladies. Hello. Hello, ladies. That's right. Uh, We are glad you are here. I cannot believe that we are releasing this podcast the week of Christmas. Is it just me or when you were a kid, did it feel like it took years and years and years and years to get to Christmas? And now it's like you blink your eye and it's Christmas again. It's crazy to me. Do you guys feel the same way? I know. Yeah, I think we talked about it in our last podcast. Oh, that. did we? Well, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> And in fact, it's still crazy. It is still crazy. Wow. <laughs> Even just, this week, it's crazy. That just, that just proves my point because I felt like we've recorded a podcast <laughs> 27 years ago. and it's <laughs> So there you go. That just proves my point. So there I was thinking it. about this, um, about Christmas this week. And, and so I have mentioned on this podcast before earlier in our time together that I'm one of those who um, does not. I think it's like a, it should be a, a cardinal sin to listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving day, but I've been listening to Christmas music. Now I'm in the, I'm in the spirit, no more Scrooge McDuck stuff. I'm ready for the season, but I was thinking about Christmas music. And I thought this morning, this, uh, this, this episode of the podcast that we would talk about what, what is your favorite uh, Christmas song or, or Christmas carol? What, what are your favorite Christmas songs or Christmas carols? Somebody tell me what your favorite is. Okay, so I love, love, love Silent Night. Um, Growing up, we did this thing at my home church that was like the kids' choirs and the youth choir and the adult choirs and, you know, everybody. And there was this arrangement of Silent Night that each choir would sing a different verse of. And I love, love, loved it. But I also love, has any of you all seen Andrew Peterson's Behold the Lamb of God? I don't think I have. So he tours with it. He's Mm -hmm. like a singer-songwriter kind of guy um, out of Nashville. I'm probably understating what he is significantly. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) Andrew Peterson, if you're listening to this, I think you're super talented, and I really enjoy your music. I don't know know who Andrew Peterson is, but I bet the chances of him listening to this podcast (laughs) is slim and none. And Slim's leaving. You never know. You never know. Hey, listen, we we have folks. Hey, I ran into someone this uh, in the last three weeks at a meeting in South Carolina. 
And, and Rachel Caracello, if you're listening right now, here's your shout out because she's the first person <laughs> hey, to come up to us and said, Woo! I just loved your podcast. So people do. I mean, who listen. knew? People uh, besides our mothers. That's listen. right. That's right. <laughs> And our spouses. <laughs> Other than that, there are people who are listening. So, Rachel, thanks for listening. Um, and if you see us out and about in the wild, as they say in the biz, <laughs> we um, do give sure. free um, 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 sign, you know, autographs. Uh, autographs. Thank you. I also <laughs> could think of signatures. <laughs> At first, I thought, oh my God. Famous we are. I was like, oh my God. Give you my signature. <laughs> my first thought was, oh my God, Kay's going to tip me. We buy free stuff. We don't have any stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, Laura, back to, please get back to Andrew Peterson and sell and stuff yeah, 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 yeah. in her closet. It's it's way, yeah. it's way too early to get off the rails. In this That's podcast. right. So okay, so Andrew Peterson, Behold the Lamb of God, starts old. To, it's a a whole musical night. Like I said, he tours with it. It's also available wherever you get music so you all should check it out but um so it starts with the old testament giving like the genealogy that leads up to jesus in a really cool song way and um anyway so then there is a song called it was a labor of love and um and it talks about mary and you know and a young teenager giving birth to jesus and that it was not a silent night you know those kinds of things and i really love that song too so um i would encourage y'all to uh download behold the lamb of god and next christmas season check out if it's coming near you it comes to knoxville pretty much every year um and i would encourage you to go see it too live maybe we can like tag it in our in our yeah, and then he'll totally hear this. Oh, yeah, send, send me exactly. a link. God, we're gonna we're gonna have more listeners than ever before because of Andrew Peterson. Thanks, Andrew. That's right. <laughs> um, wow, that's in, that's in, so. I was gonna ask, but I think I've already answered. This. So you, you're okay with like um, different arrangements? You're not just a traditionalist when it comes to Silent Night. You're okay with people take it and jazz it up, or 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 I don't know what other words are. Not very musical. Yeah, but, yeah. No, I'm cool. bring it on. All right, cool. That's good to know. Who's next? What's your favorite Christmas uh, song? Christmas Laura day? took mine. Wah, <laughs> Laura wah, took wah. mine. Whoopsie. Uh, so yeah. there's only one? I mean, Silent Night's your only one? I mean, I I like a lot of Christmas. I, I like a lot of them. Well, how about them. like a non-carol Christmas song? Like Grandma carol. Got Run Over um, by a Reindeer? Is that yeah, no. <laughs> no. Merry um, Christmas from the family? I mean... Oh, Melly uh, Caroline, you go. Melly, <laughs> Melly, Melly <laughs> Kimaka. Yes. Yeah. Only if I can I, be in Hawaii. Listen, I love Christmas music. I absolutely love Christmas music. And I love to listen to it even in non Christmas season. So, that is so hard because I like the classics. I like to hear the old trainers sing the classic stuff and oh i just thought of one silver oh, bell gosh i love silver bell yes. Caroline starts talking about crooners and classics and yes. he throws out silver bells that's yes so an old one so i had to my, look at my playlist oh <laughs> cheater 
So if I had, so my favorite classic is, is Oh Holy Night. And so mm-hmm. if you can find someone who sings Oh Holy Night really well, and they've got that, mm. that real high, that high, I'm not going to try to sing because I'm embarrass myself, but Oh Night Divine, when it's a high note, it gives me chills mm-hmm. every yeah. time when it's done well. So that's probably my favorite classic. Um, Him. I mean, I, I do like, um, I mean, I like off the wall stuff too, as you might know. I've also like one of my newer favorite ones is um, Third Day did a Christmas worship album a few years ago, and there was a song there called Born in Bethlehem. Um, oh, I, I love that one too. I like a good, I like a good crescendo climax type thing at the end, and that's what that's what Oh Holy Night has, and so does Born Born in Bethlehem has the same type thing. It's pretty awesome, so I love those kind of things. So. Well, anyway, so that's some uh, some tidbits about uh, what we'll be listening to this Christmas. Um, we hope you have had plenty of opportunities to listen to some great Christmas music over these weeks. Um, what's so? What's the uh, what's the uh, statute of limitations as far as y'all are concerned about when do you have to stop listening to Christmas music? Like after Christmas, when's too long? When did you stop by on Christmas? So, like the twenty sixth. No. no music. Oh, so Caroline is offended. I, I know am, my, I have now my treat because Christmas hasn't even started. I know, Day. I know. Oh, oh, here comes the theological well, conversation. Here we go. I mean, my tree doesn't come down until my birthday. When's your birthday? And when's your birthday? I'm offended that you all don't know this. May 27th. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. no, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> July. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, January 10th, which is after Epiphany. Always. Uh, huh, interesting. So sometimes my Christmas tree comes down in February. Sometimes it makes it to March. We'll see. I don't know. It comes down when I feel like it. And and I love it there. And mm-hmm. Christmas music, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think you should stop listening to it in um, May. And then go take the summer off <laughs> and start back for Christmas in July. <laughs> so for Caroline, it's not when it's for Caroline, it's not when do you listen to Christmas music. It's when don't you listen to Christmas music. <laughs> exactly. It's funny. I was just curious. I never really thought about that question. I was like, you know, I don't really know if I have a I have a pretty hard and fast rule about when to start. Like I don't want to I, I don't want to rush it until you know, so I don't want to I don't want to extend I just it too want far. a white Christmas. That's all I, I Yeah, well, you live in Ohio. There's actually a possibility of that happening. Us down here in the South, it's, it's slim and none, and Slim's possible. in new town. They, they did say, I did see the extended forecast that uh, it's going to be cold enough, but who knows, we'll get precipitation here. In the yeah, South. they're at least here in Tennessee, you know, of course, yeah. we're we'll dreaming big. My so, boys, it snowed one time, and they think it snows every Christmas. That's right. Bless that's right. their heart. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them, Don't worry. By the time they're teenagers, they'll think Aww. it never snows in their town. So. Exactly. Although it snows more true. than it does in South Carolina. So that's true. So as we wrap up our Advent series this uh, year on the podcast, um, we were talking. We talked about uh, topics for coming Advent series. We talked about patience. Uh, so we did one about being patient and waiting. Um, we did one about preparing, and then our final. Uh, kind of topic this this week is is this idea of of talking about silent. Speaking of Silent Night, because that was actually Laura and Kay's favorite Christmas song, um, was to talk about this idea of of silence and quiet. Um, there is this. It's really fun. I've always kind of found it ironic that we call it a silent night when a when a baby is born. 
Um, I've been around for a few births. I've had three daughters and and none of them are really silent. Um, mm-hmm. But we talk about this silent night. And so we thought it might be a good time as we're approaching uh, Christmas uh, and the day that we celebrate the birth of our, of our Lord to talk about the importance of silence um, in terms of as we celebrate Christmas, but also just in terms of ministry. So where do you guys want to start? Who wants to start just kind of sharing some about the the, the reason we thought it would be good to talk about silence and, and what that, how that might connect with Christmas this season? Well, I'll share the story that I shared before we got started, which probably helped was like why I threw out the idea. I think I threw out the idea. I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't. So it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Really. Um, it just made me think we worshipped one um, Christmas Eve at a church where um, it ended in a huge celebration with confetti, like guns, confetti guns. Um, and I was really put off by it. Um, and I never considered myself more of a traditionalist until it comes to Christmas Eve still. And there's just something about um, ending with Silent Night and the candle service and all of that. Um, I just remember always growing up and ending in ending that service in silence and um it just hits me and it gets me emotional um so i yeah why is it why is it silent um if there was a baby born and i'm sure mary wasn't silent in the whole process um but i think it's the quiet it's where we should be in the quietness and like the reverence, so you think it's the reverence type the thing for you? Oh, so. and yeah. the reflection of um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm the with glory you. I, of I, it. I feel the same mm-hmm. thing. And as we're talking about this, you know, it's, I, I, even after I said, you know, it wasn't really silent night, and the babies are when, they, when they're born, they're, they scream. Uh, I can remember my, when Lindy was born, um, I literally so Michelle had having a c section, and I remember distinctly. <laughs> they had Lindy over on the other table as they're beginning to, you know, take care of it, Michelle and all that. And Lindy is absolutely just, I mean, this blood curling scream. At one point, the, the, the doctor looks over at the nurse who has Lindy and says, can you please calm her down? I can't even concentrate. It was so loud. It was obnoxious. Oh my wow. God. And yeah. Wow. It, it, it was, it was crazy. Wow. I say it was, when I say it was deafening, it was deafening. So, but, you know, but as I've said, I thought about this as we're talking about, you know, in your, in your experience of that church, Kay, you know, I, I think that that's part of the, it's part of that whole irony thing that of, of how different Jesus was to what you would think any king mm-hmm. or anybody who had power was, was you think they're going to have this loud entry, everyone's mm-hmm. going to know that this king is born, this heir to the throne is born. Um, and it's gonna there is gonna be <laughs> figurative confetti cannons and there are is yeah, gonna be loud right. trumpets in those times blaring to announce the birth of this king. But yet, you know, you get into this manger scene in this lowly place, and there wasn't all the pomp and circumstance, there wasn't all the fanfare. <clears throat> and so I guess in, in a lot of ways that's you know, that's that whole well, it's just part of who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And so why not? Why would he not enter? Why would, why do we expect him to enter the world any other way than, than on a quiet night? 
in a in a small town in a manger. So I think it's a pretty interesting thought. Laura, you got something? Yeah, I think too. Um, the silence to me reminds me of peace, which the Prince mm-hmm. of Peace, obviously, um, those things would go hand in hand, and so mm-hmm. that's part of the silence to me too. Yeah, yeah. So. Maybe we should, should Carrie, you got anything to add, Caroline, about as far as the silent night stuff goes and, and Advent or Christmas, or you, you go with what we said there. You got anything you want to add? Uh, you know me, I always think about silence and as a, or, you know, how do we do this as a practice? How mm-hmm. is silence a practice, a spiritual practice? And um, we talked about waiting as a spiritual practice and how we don't wait well or preparing, you know, and so. Yeah. Uh, you know, just which, more contemplative, quiet kind of. How do we do that? Which, which, this is Laura's favorite time of the of the podcast every episode. And I said, that's a silky segue into our, what I was <laughs> going to shift us to was, was not, not, well, we can talk about if you want to talk about how do you make that a practice, if you want to talk about that. Or the other part of that is not just how do you make it a practice, but how have you guys, how have you experienced or have you seen, that setting time aside for silence, for reflection, for those kind of things has has impacted your um, your ministry uh, as, as a leader in ministry. How does it impact that to take to make intentional time to be reflective and or silent? Or as I was thinking when Caroline was talking, you're such a content, a contemplative. I can't even say that word, <laughs> a contemplative. How, how does that impact ministry? What's been your experience with it? I think that um, it's in the quiet times that in ministry that I've had some of the best ideas. And so Mm -hmm. I like to think of those as God moments or holy moments um, that I don't have when I'm talking all the time. (laughs) Um, But, and it could be in the shower. It could be um, walking. That's one thing um, I enjoy um, because that's a, time to be quiet I guess I can't sit still and be quiet that's hard for me so um, being able to walk and be quiet and listen and yeah, that's how good. I handle that have any of you ever done one of those silent retreats I, I haven't oh. I, I, have you ever done one of those Caroline I, 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 I knew Caroline stayed her head yes I knew she had done that you want to tell how us how long did yeah how long yeah how, I'm that, curious Karen? I don't she's know she's more godly true. than the rest of us That's so true. of course she no Chris Reed <laughs> it's not true Carolina is contemplative yeah. I've done some where we've started at breakfast and ended at lunch so it's like a meal kind of thing um, I've not done you know several days of continued silence I would like to I mean if you think about it when we pray and we are just talking and talking and talking when do we hear what god has to say mm-hmm. yeah no i i, I am i, I get yeah. you you know I, I am with you and get you 100 percent. but i just don't know like i i mean i would struggle i really would struggle um but probably a good thing for me to try I, now I, I say that but you know mm-hmm. I, I have i too like like y'all i mean i know for sure there have been i mean even now in the work that that I do with churches and, and, and youth ministries across South Carolina, I mean, you can become so busy and, and there's so many things to do. It never seems to end. 
mm. that your your mind just gets clouded and I, you know and, and so having some time or some space what i've had when i had when i make opportunities to just zone out not zone out like not think like do something mindless it's just when i just don't you know take time to be away to be quiet and listen um, those are powerful moments and they're recharging moments too. So I think it's part of the thing that makes it really cool mm-hmm. um, is those. And, and but I, I wish I had, I wish I could make it a, more of a habit. I wouldn't call it a habit in my life, which I, I, I wish it could be um, because there's just so much clutter in, in my, in my mind and in my brain, even and in my life too, um, just with the busy schedules and those kind of things that we tend to wear as a badge of honor. And whatnot, and so, I, again, I think it's like like I said, it's so it was it, that silence when when Jesus enters into that world, it's very countercultural, it's counterintuitive that mm-hmm. this King of Kings is going to enter into this world in silence. I think it's just it's counterintuitive to, and it's it's completely countercultural to to think about being quiet and and and. Because it's we we live in a, we live in a noisy noisy world, and it's and it's it consumes us too often. I think in ministry, which is what makes it because it is so different. Doesn't make it so powerful. I believe. I think even with teenagers now, you talk about cluttered and um, just ask them to go an hour without their cell phone. Um, yeah, for sure. You know what yeah. a difference even that can make if you're on retreat um i remember when i started in ministry there were we wouldn't allow cell phones at right. retreat right you can't do that anymore but you know um or you probably would have to build up to an hour um quite honestly with a teenager but then what can be gained from that you know decluttering of your life i yep. think would be amazing yeah, for sure. You know, I think as far as get back to some practical stuff about how you can do that, I think, you know, Kay mentioned, you know, on our treaters and then take him away for an hour. But even if it's even if you're in the midst of if you're if you're doing a if you're teaching a, a, at a youth meeting or a, even adult Sunday school class or whatever, you know, so often we ask questions, we want immediate answers. You know, maybe it's asking a question and just saying, All right, I want you to sit and I want you to sit for two minutes in silence and just think about your response. Because you know, we, we we always feel like we have to answer immediately in this world of immediacy. So maybe that's a that's something that's practical you can do to try to begin to incorporate silence into your time. Now, what's going to happen? I wouldn't tell you is the first time you do that, and they're going to say you're going to get done the two minutes. Say, hey, I'll take answers. The first thing some junior high boy is going to say is there had to be more than two minutes, dude. <laughs> something like that, because it feels like an eternity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can assure them it's not. But eventually, I think if you can make that a practice in your ministry settings, in your teaching settings, you're you're, you're modeling that mm-hmm. we don't have to. That it's okay to take time to be to think and before we respond. We live in this what I call the the Burger King uh, world of you know your way, my way, right away. And mm-hmm. uh, if we don't get things right away, we start to worry. I can remember uh, when, when I was in local church youth ministry and. You know, we did the on retreat settings. We would do the Saturday night campfire experience, and we get this kind of open mic thing. And, and I'd say a few words and pray, and then step down. And there was always this like four or five or six minute 
silent window where nobody would stand up and then somebody would finally break the ice and then the floodgates would open people talking. But I used to always kind of laugh because you could tell the discomfort that was being had (laughs) in in that time where no one was doing anything. And ultimately the first person that got up was usually an extrovert. And the first thing they would say was not how glad they were of the retreat, but the first thing they would say was, okay, I couldn't take it any longer. And that was why they got up. They just (laughs) couldn't take the silence. I think that's a, it's a testament to what we're talking about. Any other last thoughts about silence, how to incorporate it into ministry, anything like that, that that you want to share? It feels just so awkward, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. When there's just that. Yeah. In worship, if you try to incorporate more silence in worship even, but yeah, definitely a small group. It just feels awkward until you make it a practice. Like Caroline said, I think, um, does it become more comfortable? I think it, it, and there are ways that you can do that. I led a small group at one of our youth retreats one time on praying in color. Mm. And so we passed out, you know, 11 by 17 sheets of paper, lots of markers, lots of things to draw with out there. And, and for 45 minutes, I just walked around and kind of prayed out loud or gave prompts and the kids teenagers this was a high school retreat were quiet for 45 minutes praying and that you know it was you don't have to write you can make a mark that represents that and nobody knows what that is but you and god You can draw a symbol, you can draw a letter, you know, it was a bunch of different prompts, but things like that to begin to get comfortable in the silence, because even when there's no sound around you, there's all kinds of stuff going on in your head, you know? Absolutely. Sometimes that's the loudest a hundred percent. And that's why I would have such a hard time on a silent retreat because I mean, I, mean, I spend plenty of time in the car and sometimes I'll turn the radio off or whatever, but my mind just doesn't stop. So I got things to work on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good stuff. I, we we hope that, um, that, that you all have opportunity this, this holiday season in the midst of the hustle and bustle of, of Advent. Um, and we all, we all know because we've all been there done that bought the t-shirt that that um <laughs> christmas season advent season and church and church work is is crazy mm-hmm. and so we hope that you can find some time uh, this season to be silent to connect back um with with god uh as you celebrate this season when we celebrate the, the birth of jesus uh, as we close, I, I got a it's kind of a this is we're a, all gonna sing silent night, ready? Yeah, <laughs> silent <laughs> night. no, you don't want that. And, yeah, now I want to hear the Chris, the, no, you're not Chris Peterson, that's a football coach, Andrew Peterson, Andrew, right? yeah. yeah, Chris Peterson. Um, so, uh, I do have our our uh random fact of the week in case you're wondering. And we've been um, sitting on the edge of our seat. Y'all were dying to know what it is. Um, this one has to do with the, the ostrich, which is a great Christmas <laughs> animal. You know, why would the ostrich? ostriches aren't yeah. even, aren't, ostriches aren't even mentioned in the 12 days of Christmas. Maybe we should write a 13th, 13th day of Christmas <laughs> and include the ostrich. You know, the ostrich probably feels left out and I'm feeling kind of bad for the ostrich. Now that I'm talking about this. <laughs> 
So hey, have you seen the TikTok with the two guys acting out the? No. This? Yeah, it's hilarious. It reminds me of the good guys. Those of you who are you. You need to send that to us. I'm not on TikTok, so I'm not cool like Kay. Now so. I won't be able to find it, but I'll look. I'll look and see if I can find That's it. That's so bizarre to me. It'll what bring it back. To find you? it. I bet if you Googled it. I bet if you Googled uh, that yeah. stuff, it would. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Google it. Okay. So, so what about this ostrich? So the eye of an ostrich is bigger than his brain. Huh. The eye. People like that. <laughs> I, was gonna, I knew y'all get a good kick out of that one. Yeah, so maybe the ostrich for the thirteenth day for Christmas could ask for a uh, a bigger brain. It's kind of like the which which Wizard of Oz. Let's see, the scarecrow. The no, who did the have the scarecrow have a brain? Right, scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the scarecrow and an ostrich have something in common. So on the thirteenth day of Christmas, my true. Why do you serve me up like that, Chris? Why do I what? Serve me up like that? I know, because I, I knew as soon as you I said that. Up and I cannot resist. Well, the first thing I thought was they're going to say, "Oh, look, Chris is part ostrich." So, um, because his eyes are pretty big and his brain is not. So, so I found the YouTube video that I will send you um, from two thousand and thirteen. I'm glad Kate's been paying attention. She's been what, what, what about house. that ostrich? What? There's an ostrich. <laughs> Stupid random fact. Brainless Kay's gonna give my random fact the axe next to the next podcast recording. So <laughs> I'll deal with that. So anyway, enjoy as we said earlier your Christmas uh, season, your Advent season. Uh, we look forward to talking with you again uh, in the uh, coming next week. There'll be a, that weird in between stage between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Oh, but that's a great week. Yeah, it's a great week. So make sure you join us next week, and we have that post Christmas ho hum. It's all over depressed mode. We're going to cheer you up yeah. next week and begin to talk about New Year's. That is what happens when you stop listening to Christmas music on Christmas Day. I'm just yeah, saying that's true. <laughs> Good point, go. Caroline. And it all goes full circle. That's right. Um, as always, thanks for joining us on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. If we can do anything to help you, whether that's coaching or consulting or whatever it might be. Uh, be sure to look look us up at uh, on the website on our website at uh, cultivategroup.org. That's C U L T I V the number eight group.org. Uh, follow us on all those crazy places like Instagram and Facebook as well. And wherever you listen to this podcast, be sure to like, rate, review, follow, comment, whatever, and share, share all those things as we try to meet other people like Rachel Caracella who actually listen and now Andrew Peterson have a great week have a Merry Christmas <laughs> we'll to see you next week on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast strategies resources and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to like rate and review our show wherever you get your podcasts we would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.